Blog Talk Radio. Hi, listeners, and welcome to uh, another edition of What Days with Murph. Today on the show, we welcome multiple podcast hosts, speak, uh, uh, event MC, and speaker um, Donald Jenkins. We'll talk with Donald about his podcast. I guess he's, he's uh, previously had on, including a couple of of our past guests, and 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 anything else that he can talk about. This should be a fun one. Uh, and you know, with me, I'm I'm always interested uh, and ready to uh, pick the brain of of anybody that that does the same thing we do, and to get their their, their perspective on it. Uh, and as usual, I've got my buddy Craig with me. Hey, Craig, how are you? Craig? Hello? Okay, seems like we've lost Craig. <laughs> so, with that being said, uh, let's welcome uh, uh, Mr. Music City MC himself, Donald Jenkins, to the show. Hey, Donald, how are you? Wonderful, Cody. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Uh, well, thank you for doing this. Yes. Uh, listen, anytime I have an opportunity to talk, especially with another uh, just fellow podcaster, yeah, I get excited about that. Right. Right. Uh, 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 so, and speaking of podcasts, uh, uh, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, you actually host, host too, don't you? I'm sorry, you broke up there. You said now, uh, what was the question? Now, uh, uh, speaking of podcasts, uh, um, I talk about about the podcast you host. Um, you host what, like two now, is it? Yeah, that's right. It started out with uh, Nashville Hits Collecting Dust. And uh, mm-hmm. I can give you the background on that. And uh, and then also, but I just launched uh, a couple months ago at my new show, which is called The Real Creative and I'll just kind of tell you how that evolved if you want. Um, it was funny. Nashville Hits Collecting Dust, the title itself started out uh, not being a joke, but it was just I was kind of joking around with some of my singer-songwriter friends um, where I was at one of their writer's rounds, and they all have you know phenomenal songs out now. But I was joking around with them. I said, but what happened you know, to all of our favorites? you know, that you had to play at every house party and all the showcases, you know, five, ten years ago. And um, mm-hmm. I remember them just saying, yeah, who knows? I, I think it's maybe in a database somewhere. And um, so I was just joking around when I was like, yeah, those were our favorite songs. And I go, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to do a podcast called It's Collecting Dust. And it really was just kind of a ha-ha joke. And then I kind of looked around and looked at them and they go, yeah, you, you should probably do that. <laughs> Because I was already interviewing a lot of them on a YouTube series called Making It Happen. And so I was interviewing a lot of them anyway on just how they're kind of pursuing and, and their dream and overcoming uh, rejection and you know fear and, and how they're persevering. So I really just combined my Making It Happen YouTube interview, and then I just created the podcast, and I called it Nashville Hits Collecting Dust. And that's how that, that's how that started. That's awesome. Now, uh, uh, what 
I love about about your your uh, hosting style, uh, I'm listening to a bunch of podcasts that you've done, and and I try to do the same. Is we both have this this uh, this ability to to make our guests get uh, sometimes brutally honest and and go there. I mean, you know, uh, uh, and that's what what about you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and that was something that was very important to me. I, I guess I have to say that it's not like I came from a background of being a radio host or um, just a interviewer. I started this whole journey of doing podcasting and, or even TV hosting or any of that stuff. I started it really just as a friend and a fan of a lot of these guys that I just wanted to tell their story. That's all I wanted to do. It wasn't really about creating a show, really. I just go, I love to tell stories. I love to public speak. And I have a lot of friends doing a lot of really cool things. And so can I just go out there and maybe instead of calling it interviewing them, what I always wanted to do was act like there really wasn't a camera on us and just kind of have our normal conversations that we would have anyway. And then just kind of peel the curtain back and let everybody listen. Right, and that's kind of how I've approached yeah. it. Was I'm just going to have a conversation with friends? Yes. Exactly, and and that's the way. Uh, that's another thing uh, that we sort of have in common because because I hate those kind of canned interviews where where uh, where uh, the interviewer will throw out a question and they answer, and there's really no uh, back and forth conversation. I mean. It's just not my style. It's absolutely not my style. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that, I guess there's a place for that in some interviews, but I'm with you, Cody. It's like I'd just rather it be personal, uh, be real, and right. not really – I mean, I'll have a few questions that I'll have, you know, ready to ask, mm-hmm. but they're not yeah. just, uh, you know, stock questions. They're really just in the conversation of, you know, going back and forth, and it, it always leads to somewhere that I never really knew it was going to go. That's That's what I like. It's not – really planned, I may start with an idea, but it'll end up somewhere completely different. And uh, and I, I love that you said that because, because and this has happened several times on this show, mm-hmm. I'll ask uh, one of my plan questions, and in the course of that plan question, um, the guest will answer, and, and, and it creates an entirely new question in my brain that, that I hadn't even thought of yet. That's right. Yeah, and that's the beauty of the conversation is that really, you know, you know this, Cody, by being the host of your show, you we're there to kind of lead the guests to, to the trough, you know, and let them kind of, you know, really go wherever they want. Right. I don't want to dictate. I don't want to, you know, say where you should, should not go. I just want to ask some of those good open-ended questions and then listen to the right. answer and respond to the answer instead of just going on to the next question. Because if you listen to their answer, like right. you said – their answer, you can't predict what they're going to say, but if you'll listen and not think about what you're going to say next, which was hard for me to do because, you know, you know, this is not always easy because you're not really – you can't really predict what's going to happen and what they're going to say. So a lot of times you have all these questions right. in your head. So, all right, well, if they don't answer, then I'll just go to this next question, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, right. it, it's, it's amazing. It's like when they answer, you listen, and then you just kind of – you just go with them. You know, and it's so much fun. It ends up being mm-hmm. one of those really good 
casual, even genuine conversations that I've always told people, if nobody ever listened to our shows or listened to my show, I get so much out of it, it's worth it. I agree a thousand percent. And, uh, and, uh, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but there have been times on this show with guests where we get just so real and just so raw that, that I've got tears in my eyes. I'm not going to lie to you, Donald. Yeah. yeah. And that's, um, that's, I think that's why, you know, people like you and I do this, right, Cody? It's one of those things where it's that kind of fulfillment. I know I even uh, went this journey of even starting this personal brand myself five, six years ago because I was, I mean, guess by definition successful in my uh, former business world, but I wasn't fulfilled. I mean, that that was the problem. Right. It was like I, I could be as successful as I you know, the world would allow me, but if I, I just wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of fulfillment in that. And then that's why I started pursuing this journey of doing what I'm doing now, because it, it never really was mm-hmm. about the money. It was about finding kind of that joy in what yeah. I do. And like you said, you end up having conversations with these amazing people and there's a fulfillment there that it reminds you, you know, even in the times when you want to do better for, you know, life itself is getting frustrated and then you have those conversations with those guests, and you're like, ah, it's all worth it. Like, this is why I do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of what they've even told me. Uh, the number one answer I get pretty much from most of my guests, and they'll do it in their own way, but it has this undertone mm-hmm. um, of just be you, right? Because I always want right. to ask them, you know, for a piece of – advice for anybody who's pursuing a dream, maybe not music, but any dream, you know, mm-hmm. what's the biggest mm-hmm. thing they could do. And it's crazy because it sounds simple. They always just say, Hey, you just got to be yourself. You can't be what everybody else thinks you should and need and could and would before you know it, you don't even know who you are. And that's, <laughs> that's the crazy part about it. Cause it sounds simple, right? They all just be you. And then you realize mm-hmm. that, Oh no, yeah, I've spent a lot of years trying to become everybody else. Now I got to go find out who I really am. You know? Exactly. Um, uh, um, oh, and one question I did have for you, and and I know interviewers hate this question. <laughs> I hate it myself <laughs> because because it's like picking a favorite child. But uh, yeah. but uh, um, I, I don't want to say like a specific interview. Or has there been a moment uh, when you're you're talking to these people that that sticks out in your mind uh, beyond anything else? Oh wow, you're right. You did ask the the dreaded question, didn't you, Cody? <laughs> well, because I've always said <laughs> I had to um, go there. <laughs> you did because people the, some. Most people will put it like this, right, Curtis? They'll go, what's your favorite episode? And and I've always answered that, that my favorite is usually the last so one that I'm recording. I know. And I've always said, oh, God, they're all my favorite. So I guess my favorite right now is the one that I just did. You know, it's mm-hmm. always the last episode right. because I get so right. much out of every one of them. Um, there has been some really cool moments and, and really just stories that I didn't know, um, you know, even before the show and, and – and just some, I don't know, I think some realizations, I can tell you some of my favorite moments typically um, are almost after the show. Um, 
I usually have them over because, you know, I'll, I'll set up everything for them to play live afterwards. But I think it, it's, to me, and you probably hear this a lot too, mm-hmm. it's after the show, especially a lot of the ones that have done a lot of media or a lot of media training and stuff like that, they seem to, like, really appreciate kind of the conversation in general. They they appreciate that it wasn't just another interview, you know. And for them, it was like, God, this was, like, not only really fun or whatever, it was also almost, like, needed, <laughs> you know. And, and so those are the moments, you know, that, you're, you know, you're not just doing a, a job or, a, um, you know, any type of career. I mean, we all want things to get bigger. That's 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 fine, and it's that's totally okay. You, everybody wants to grow and should be. But uh, just those uh, relationships that you build, I, I, I really have a connection to all of them. <laughs> um, if I had, I understand that. Yeah, I, gosh, I, I'm trying to think of some specifics though, because um, they're all so good. I know Carly Pierce was on my show right before she signed with Big Machine, like two or three weeks before, <laughs> and uh, her story was really unique because. You know, she'd been here grinding eight, ten years and, and really in a lot of ways had a lot of doubt that, gosh, was this supposed – maybe this wasn't, you know, the dream she was intended to have, I guess, you know. And so it's been really cool to, you know, have her on two or three weeks before she signed, and then I got a chance to have her back on my own new show a year later. And, gosh, the difference, you know, between, you know, what she was and then them where she is now was mm-hmm. – I think that was a really cool experience. I listened to that interview, actually, and – and it was great. I mean, uh, um, I feel like we're totally ignoring my co-host over here. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Craig, is he here? Uh, Hi, over here. I, I, I was on my home phone, and I lost um, the connection, so I called into my cell phone uh, a minute or two into the interview. And actually, what's funny, I was going to ask about your interview with Carly Pierce before you brought it up about a minute ago. I was just going to ask would you say that that was one of the best interviews that you've had? And besides Carly, what other interviews stand out among your experience as in as interviewing people? Yeah. Um, yeah, Carly, it was, it was really cool. I don't know if you are referring to the National Hits Play from Dust one or the Real Creative one. Um, they were both phenomenal in their own way. Like I said, the first one was almost this, hey, let's get to know the kind of the story and, and all the lessons learned and, you know, all the success and, and kind of ambition that she's had to be here this long. But it was still this, you know, gosh, it's a grind, you know, and hey, you know, we got some good things going, but you know, nothing's ever really guaranteed, you know. And I love that story, honestly. I, it's, it's, it's some, you know, it's a commonality that's within obviously the industry, but really within any entrepreneur is the kind of the grind. You know, there's no real equation on how long or how hard. You just know that there is one for everyone. Uh, and so, you know, you get to hear that perspective, but to see how far she's come in just a year, a little over a year, was really cool to have her back on, on a new show. You know, So you're right. That was definitely a very cool experience. But at the same time, and, and also to see how all the webs are being kind of woven now. Um, when Michael Ray first moved to town five, six years ago, five or six years ago, he was one of the first interviews I did when I just started out before podcasting. I was doing a YouTube series called Making It Happen. And oh, wow. this was before – this was um, before cameras were on cell phones or anything. I bought this little Nokia flip cam, 
And I had a buddy of mine that would just kind of either I'd hold it or somebody else would hold it. And I'd go out on music row and just do quick little, what I call, Hey, how are you making it happen? How are you overcoming rejection or fear? Or how are you persevering? And, and I didn't really ask a whole lot about the music. It was just all about the kind of the entrepreneur of the musician, right. That had to really figure out, um, you know, how to create songs or every day, but also had to figure out how to make a living while they're doing it. You know, So, and Michael Ray was one of the first people uh, that I was able to interview right when he moved to town. Well, now fast forward how many years later, right? And, and look where he's at. Now Carly. Oh, and, and, and when I interviewed Carly on his collecting does, her and Michael weren't together. Now they're engaged. Oh, like it's really just all the stories now that are just to kind of see how they turn out. It's making a lot of those episodes that we recorded, and I'm sure you you're seeing this, Cody. I mean, the stories that are coming and, and developing after the shows, you know, and, and that's really cool. Um, so, so, so that sort of leads me to my next question. Having interviewed uh, all these major hitmakers like uh, Tyler Hubbard, FGL, uh, Carly, Michael, Ray, um, all these people. Is there ever a moment where you're just like, how is this actually my life right now? <laughs> I say that every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shame. Uh, yeah, it's it's true. And honestly, it's uh, I, I am very blessed in, in so many ways. And that's something that, you know, has been over time. I will say that, um, you know, a lot of these opportunities, when, when I started the Making It Happen um, YouTube series or whatever it, it the reason why i thought it was kind of unique or cool to me anyway is because while i was interviewing these people that had a passion and a dream uh, about how they're making it happen what what the audience was really watching or listening was me doing the same thing they were and i was i had no idea what i was doing that's technically i still don't <laughs> but i definitely just didn't know anything right. about social media or camera lights or editing or interviewing or i really I had zero experience all I knew is that I would love to tell really good, inspiring stories that also had, you know, really good um, value-added benefits. So anybody that was listening would be entertained and, 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 and they would love it, but they could also take what they heard and apply it. That was the whole goal. And so while I was really going out and interviewing, as much as it may have looked like I was doing that to interview and promote them, what, what, what people were really seeing was me trying to figure it out. <laughs> they were watching my making it happen story. By trying to figure out how right. they're making it happen, and um, and so when I wake up, yeah, I'm sorry. Now, uh, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. So when I wake up and I and I go, wow, look at, yes, you know when and and a lot of these guys that are are, are bigger artists now, you know, they weren't the you know the big time a listers, what we call them, you know, uh, when we when we met, you know, and so. I have a lot of friends that do ask, like, hey, how do you know so-and-so? I go, well, you know, I've lived here 17, 17 years now. And so I didn't even start really this uh, pursuit of really interviewing artists or musicians till about five years ago, six years ago. So I lived here about 11 years, and and I've always said that I've I've got the relationships that I do because I'm not in music. <laughs> you know, I'm like the one person I feel like they can hang out with, and I'm not trying to – you know, network with them or write with them or, you know what I mean? I'm just like, hey, you want to go hang out? You want to have beer? Yeah. 
and they're like, you don't want to, you don't want to talk about music. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, so no. yeah. Uh, you know, so that was my uh, life for the first 11 years. Yeah. And uh, I actually, I don't live very far from Nashville myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm only about three hours west. So, so, and like Nashville is like probably my favorite city in this world. I go mm-hmm. there pretty much every chance I possibly get. Um, as a matter of fact, I have family that lives uh, about 15 minutes outside of the city. So, so, so oh, nice. I always crash on their couch and I go. I, I always, have, <laughs> I always have, have a couch crash on. And I'm going to be there for the uh, Eric Church show on May 25th at Nissan Stadium. Nice. Yeah. I mean, isn't it a cool, like, you just kind of feel the energy in Nashville. I, I've always mm-hmm. said that uh, Nashville has this kind of it factor, and yet music has a large part to do with it because, you know, we are Music City. Mm-hmm. But but just in general, right. I, I, I've always said that Nashville's got this, um, it's got this entrepreneur culture feel. And if I could put that in just, uh, I don't know, even a simpler term, it's just like, if you have a passion and dream, it almost doesn't even matter what it is. Nashville just feels like the spot that welcomes that type of person. Yeah, and whatever that is, music, that's creativity, or, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And because I understand that most of us, yeah, because most of us aren't from here, it's a very welcoming. I had a friend move to town last week, and they said literally, mm-hmm. they go, "I have traveled all over the world. I've lived in ten different places." And I've never felt more welcome than I have than you know Nashville, and I'm like wow, and, right. and that's kind of what we do. And and as sort of an outsider, but not really, uh, because of the fact that I live so close to town, uh, mm-hmm. I get that same feeling pretty much every time I'm there. I mean, I mean, uh, of the people, my gosh, the people are some of the friendliest people that you'll ever meet in your life. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, it's really almost kind of funny because I think uh, some people in, around the world, they almost make fun of it. We're so nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fair, yeah. but, you know. Don, this is Craig. Maybe the reason why they make fun of it is you guys are obsessed with people being nice. I'm sorry to talk. Do what now? Um, I was going to say, uh, Cody, let me ask. The reason why I think maybe they're all – maybe rid, rid, try to ridicule everyone in Nashville from being so nice is because maybe they don't have that kindness inside of them. So as a result, because they're jealous, and as a result, they try to feel better by taking it out on all uh, Nashville residents. Yeah. Possibly. And, and, Possibly. Yeah, and that's something that I, well, I think we all do just as human beings. You know, any insecurities that yeah. we have, and we all have them. Nobody's immune to them. And and that's you know you you I think as you get older as you learn anyway you, you, I'm, I'm hoping this is kind of my message that I'm trying to have my audience hear um, that I really tell through other people's stories um, and I, I tell all my guests before they come on the show I go hey there's just one of three things that I would like my audience to take away from the show now. I don't – this is not me telling them what to say. I'm just saying, hey, somehow through your story and you're you know, telling us everything, I go, um, you tell it in whatever you want to. I just love that uh, you're here and willing to you know, answer these questions, and I'd love for my audience to hear one thing. 
that they're enough, just like they are. They don't have to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. uh, that success without fulfillment is failure. And and then the third thing is a lot like kind of even what I did and what a lot of these uh, guests are doing is don't wait until you feel like you're, you know, perfect or ready or you know whatever to start. Start now, because yeah. if some of the best advice I got was if you um, aren't embarrassed in three months by what you did today, then you probably waited too late to start. <laughs> and so what they did was yeah, they really awesome. gave me permission. Yeah, they gave me permission to just not be perfect and not be good. They go, you should be right. embarrassed in three months from now because <laughs> you should be three months better yeah. you know, than what you were. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, and first the first podcast I ever did, I'm still embarrassed by that first podcast I ever did because it was such a complete disaster. <laughs> well, I promise you, a lot of my guests saved mine, meaning I didn't know what I was doing, but they were good enough that they carried it. So I can relate, right. I promise. <laughs> so. And uh, and and uh, uh, we're sort of similar in the fact that that I kind of fell into this uh, uh, podcasting world on accident too. I mean, I started the mm-hmm. show seven years ago, and 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 it's almost at five hundred episodes at this point, which I'm just I'm oh, still wow. not even wrapping my head around. You know, that number is yeah. it's still not even registering. <laughs> but uh, but I started out with 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 zero radio experience whatsoever. Uh, and and I literally learned on the job. Yes, and that says a lot about you, honestly. And that's and that's what I I get this common thread, Cody. You know, through the successful people that uh, I I interview, and and I'm sure you're um, getting the same. But but even to me, even you're that person because I'm hearing it right, and it's always um, kind of that similar answer, which is like you didn't really wait until you felt like you were good at something. You just did it, you know? And now, what, mm-hmm. gosh, almost 500 episodes? Is that right? That's amazing. About <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm, the 87, and I think I'm at 92 or something like, 92 or 93. Nice. Nice. So almost 100. You've got me like by four times already. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, is, is uh, the thing uh, that you're, you're pretty good at now, you were once pretty bad at. I absolutely love that quote. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the way you have to, you know, the only way to get there, I guess. I don't know anybody that woke up just great at anything. And I've gotten a lot of these really cool quotes. Um one that kind of stands out, I remember Kel Dodd said something. And, he, and once again, it was still the version of kind of be, be yourself, but he just said it in a very cool way, and he said, do you until you is what they want. And I thought that was a really cool way. Nice, I like it. So uh, um, probably for the last question I had for you uh, uh, is this, and it's kind of a big one, okay? All right. <laughs> Uh, um, having uh, spoken to all these highly successful people, and and uh, I've been I've been friends with all these people 
uh, throughout the years. Uh, uh, speaking for yourself, in your own podcast, in your own ventures and everything, uh, what what is the uh, definition of, of success for you? You're throwing my questions back at me. You know, that's, I, <laughs> somebody did that to me the other day. I go, wait a minute, I'm supposed to ask these questions, not answer. <laughs> wow. Um, well, you know, I, 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 I'll tell you what the definition for success for me is right now. And, and while I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you that it's also something that I have to constantly remind myself of because I uh, naturally want to, you know, try to go back to, um, maybe what the world success is instead of what I do. But success for me is, and it always has been, um, that I am, you know, kind of healthy and um, happy enough to really be kind of not only just around the people that grow me, that make me a better person, but it allows me to kind of do that for others. And and that's what success is to me. And the only reason I say that is because I know that's when I'm happy. I'm able to take from somebody – um, that taught me because they were two, three, four, maybe in a thousand steps ahead of me, and they were willing to pour into me, and that's the first half. But the second half is I got to now go give. You know, I can't just receive. I have to go give and do um, for others that's been done to me. And when I, if I'm only doing one of those, really, then I can tell. I can tell there's a difference. Um, and I'll have to sit there and go, all right, something's not feeling right. But success for me is when I'm able to not only just be around the people that I love and meet to build those relationships, but then turn around and do it for other people. And that really is, I know it's cliche, but if you don't believe it, maybe I tell people all the time, you really should try. The more you give, the more you really do receive. And if you don't feel like you're receiving a lot, well, then go give some more. Go give more, you know, because I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it's true, you know. Yeah. um, um, a couple quick things before we wrap up. Uh, uh, first of all, I thank you again for doing this. This has been just so much fun. Yes. Cody? I'm sorry. Cody, can I yeah. ask one more question to Donald? Yes, yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yes, hi, uh, Donald. I am, I know, I meant, I didn't get the chance to mention that I love Nashville. I meant. I visit three, four times a year. I was just there for Tin Pan South. My first experience yeah. for that festival, and I loved it. You know, I saw some mm-hmm. great shows with Hannah Ellis, Josh Kerr, Nick Wayne, another show with Ruthie yeah. Collins and Natalie Stovall. And then I also saw a fantastic show with Craig Weissman on Big Loud and oh, yeah. some of the Big Loud songwriters, and that was also sensational. Um, so it's like really getting the chance to hear all these people up close. Uh, my question is, uh, do you come out for CMA Fest and try to and interview people, or do you uh, go to the events as well, like the CMA Awards? Or what's your involvement in, during CMA Fest? Yeah. That's my question. yeah, during CMA Fest, it's kind of evolved. I've, um, I do go out and definitely want to support uh, a lot of my friends and a lot of the people that, you know, I just literally met on my show, and I love watching their career, so I do go out. I, I don't have um, – well, I, I haven't, I should say. I haven't reached out to do, like, the official let me be a part of a CMA, you know, kind of job yet. 
Uh, I, I go back and forth on that. I, I do definitely go out and network, and I, I feel like every time I'm out, I'm kind of working, but it's just not work to me, you know? So anybody that I meet and build those relationships and just have an opportunity to say, hey, I'd love to tell your story. I'd love to help tell your story. I'd love to have, have you on my show. I have contracted out with, um, like, InStyle Country and a couple others. So if they want me to do some of, uh, you know, interviews or whatever, like on behalf of their network, then I will totally do that. Um, but I do love CMA Fest. It is definitely one of those times of year that, like, the whole town just lights up for a week. And it's like, well, we'll sleep next week, I guess. But <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And I do go out there. I'm usually out there every day. And, I, you know, it's impossible to see it all and to see all the shows. Um but I'm I'm out a lot during the week just in in town anyway because there's a writers round just about every night here, and so True. yeah I go out I definitely want to see those guys and I, I that is a good goal of mine though Greg I'm thinking of that right now actually about how to reach out and just go out and get a little bit more officially involved maybe with the show I just hadn't done that yet because I never really looked at the show right now as kind of a business I just I just say it's me you know and then we'll go record it if we can so. Well, a way to look at it is not so much an entrepreneurial business as a suggestion maybe you should look at it as trying to do something for fun. Like if you got a chance to interview another artist within uh, the big machine, uh, like maybe like a yeah. Lauren Jenkins who's getting more popular, and some of the more, mm-hmm. some of the amusement artists like a Lacey Cavalier, you know, maybe you might start to enjoy it and through your enjoyment of continuing to interview uh, these artists and maybe getting a little bit more popular then it might it turns out yeah. naturally to be through the enjoyment. For sure. No, you're right. You're definitely right. And I I do know because CMA is so busy, it's hard to get on that those schedules. So a lot of times I usually wait until the week before or after CMA <laughs> and then reach out. Yeah, when everyone's down. down. I'm done or before yeah. they've gotten in. Yeah. Like so sure. Uh, one last comment to find I've been Nashville for CMA Fest for the last seven, eight years, and this year will be included. If there's any chance uh, that you're able to hook up for five minutes to say hello, um, for sure. I would love that. Absolutely. Both of y'all, if y'all are in town, definitely let me know when y'all are in town. Uh, I look forward to that. Town, um, uh, I'll be in town uh, I'm looking to see Mayfest too, so so nice. I'll definitely uh, I'll look you up definitely. So absolutely, look forward to it. So uh, before we wrap, uh, is there anything uh, that we uh, haven't covered today that that you'd like to talk about? Oh gosh. Uh... No, other than I tell you what, unless y'all just want, you know, any other, I mean, I could tell stories for days, but I know you guys can too. And a lot of them are just, you know, you know, it's one of those things where like, I just appreciate that you guys had me on. That means a lot. Uh, Probably have no idea how much that means. I love and respect what y'all do. We have obviously very similar, similar passions and that's just, you know, really just kind of telling the stories and promoting what a lot of these really people that I just, I I tell a lot of them, I go, a lot of them I'm friends, but friends or not, I'm a fan too. I'm still a fan. And so that's a big reason why I do what I do um, is because I do, I have been fortunate to see a lot of the behind the scenes, not just always the stuff that's even on social media, but just a lot of the emotional roller coasters, you know, for a lot of these Mm -hmm. artists that, you know, it's a long journey. And, um, 
You know, it's it's right. full of good, bad, ugly, pretty. I mean, all and all everything else. So, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of it when people, you know, award shows are great. I love them, but a lot of times when they have the new artist awards and this stuff like that, I go, God, they're just they're definitely not new artists. Like if you knew the whole journey they have been on just to get here, you know. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I see a lot of myself in them. I tell my I tell people all the time I'm an artist I just can't sing, <laughs> so uh, so I talk and I tell stories. So, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, uh, another quick story for you. Uh, of course, I love and respect the uh, the country music industry like there's no tomorrow. I mean, the people mm-hmm. uh, in it, uh, I just love it so much. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so. I created this podcast to to stay close to the the uh, industry that 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 I love and respect and and uh, for the first year and a half or or so of the show we actually covered a different industry. <laughs> um, oh. as, as as hard as that may be to believe, we actually covered a different industry, but. Uh, mm-hmm. And my passion was always country music. Mm-hmm. Uh, for as long yeah. as, uh, as I can remember, my passion was always country music. So when we when we uh, made the switch to country music about five years ago, all these questions popped in popped into my head again. Like 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 would the show be accepted by 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 other hosts? Mm-hmm. Would it be accepted by the uh, country community in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, Donald. Um, the past past uh, five years or so, we've been accepted with absolutely open arms. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. And and that's the beauty of I think country music in itself. You know, and and you know that's yeah. the thing. Your your passion that you've done it for a long time too, right, Cody? I mean, it's not like you just. I've only been doing this for a month, so they know your your passion and commitment as well, you know. And that's yeah. that's what a lot of people. I think that's what dreamers see in other dreamers. Is it is it someone coming that's just kind of want to be in and out? Then, you know, like I said, those are usually the people that are you know you don't really hear the stories about, right? Because they're not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. and I love that. And and I pride myself on my loyalty. If mm-hmm. if I see something in you. That I like and that and then I think you're good at. I will be your absolute biggest champion and cheerleader for life. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and hey, in return, you, know, and, you get a bunch of champions on your side too. That's that's the beauty of it because that's the way it's supposed to be. And uh, and and that doesn't even extend to to. The country industry in in and of itself. And that goes to to other podcast hosts, other mm-hmm. radio hosts. You know, you know. I think you commented on on this Instagram post of mine a few weeks ago that said said we all know the entertainment industry is for competition, and and if you don't, uh, you've been but uh, but um, 
uh, one of the things that 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 makes me happy, and thing that that I love doing most uh, outside of the show, is reaching out to other podcast hosts and and radio hosts and just, and just encouraging them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. That's amazing. I agree with you. I I don't see other podcast shows or really any other media outlet as competition. And if other people do, I mean, I guess I kind of understand. I think it's better though, to all kind of cross promote um, and support right. each other. Cause I mean, that's the more you, you know, kind of network and get out there, the more that really people get to hear the stories. If, if that's why we're doing it, which, you know, you and I are for the stories and, you know, we love to We love to get them and tell them. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. if there's, you know, people that um, for whatever reason have, found my show and now have found yours because of you and I, then so be it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the way it should Absolutely. be. The way I so, yeah. I agree. Well, uh, um, I don't want to uh, take up any more of your time, but, but, but I honestly don't want this conversation to end. Well, you and I uh, have the gift of talking, right, Cody? So we can always talk, <laughs> and I'm always here. Yes, we do. Um, uh, man. So keep in touch, and for sure let me know, uh, both of y'all, when y'all are in town, definitely for CMA Fest. Let's get together. Absolutely. Yes, I will be in that, I'll be on that Tuesday night uh, of the 4th. Uh, I'll be flying in okay. from Portland, Oregon, to see my nephew's graduation. Otherwise, I'd be there that Monday. Um, gotcha. So, from basically from Wednesday through that Sunday, I will be there and just as tired on Sunday night when it's over. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, Cody, you're hey, listen, uh, hey, listen, man. Uh, uh, before I let you go, um, um, I just wanted to say that that uh, thank you first of all for doing this again, and and I just have so much respect for you. And not only for for uh, what you do as a host and and everything else, but but just as a person, man. I mean, you've got got absolutely all my respect. Well, thank you, and uh, the same is true for you, Cody. I appreciate you so much for asking. It, it means a lot. Like I said, if somebody said another host reach out, won't join the show, that that means a lot. So I. I, I see you all over social media and the podcast. I guess we have, you know, we have a lot of similar guests. I love that. That's awesome. You know, and uh, so um, I, I actually, um, um, one of my recent guests, uh, Kelsey Kulik, um, I actually yeah. listened to your your two interviews with her to, to uh, prepare for my interview with her. Yeah, isn't she great? I. Uh, I met her through some mutual friends and uh yeah, had her on early on in my podcast career, but God, already Brandon heard her in, in, in the Vegas and uh she's already making making waves. So it's really cool. And that's the cool part about our shows, right, Coda? We can listen to each other's about others' guests and learn. That's that's awesome that you're doing God, look at that. That's what you know, good hosts do is just do their research before. That's great. You know, and Another thing I pride myself on is research. You know that. Uh, uh, um, I feel like as a, as a host, 
if you don't know your stuff before you get on air. You have no business being on air. I agree with you. I, and listen, I'll write that down because <laughs> uh, you're right. I, I think if you've ever done it and you haven't known your stuff, it, it's uh, not real easy. And it usually doesn't come out as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, hey, uh, uh, I think we're going to let you go and let you get back to your evening. But uh, but thank you again for doing this. Thank both of you guys, Cody. You're awesome. Greg, nice to meet you. Thanks for having Pleasure me on the show. Pleasure to meet you, Jake. So Don, yeah, let's wrap up again. The story's just beginning. Yeah. Yes, I look forward to seeing you. It would be terrific right, if I could see you during CMA Fest with you and Cody. Absolutely. Plan on seeing both of y'all CMA Fest. Thank y'all. Terrific. Right, man, I'll talk to you later, okay? Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good night, Don. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was fun. I think you're underestimating. I think that was spectacular. That so much chemistry in that interview between the two of you. Don looks great. I'm not going to lie to you. I love stuff like that. I love uh, picking the brain of 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 radio hosts and podcasters. And speaking of radio hosts. Next week is a huge interview for us. Next week, you, you, this is it. This is the. If you think this interview is fantastic, next week we're interviewing the one and only Ty Bentel from the Ty Bentel Show. I uh, cannot even begin to describe how fantastic this interview would be. I've met him a few times uh, when I saw the Ty at the time the Ky, Kelly and Chuck show uh, when I hosted the George Jones Theater at CMA Fest. This really should be another memorable interview. I seriously cannot wait. Uh, so I think we're gonna gonna let you go too, and and sort of wrap things up here. All right, buddy. Sounds good, Cody. I'll speak to you next Tuesday. I'm gonna talk to you later. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with 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 uh, Mr. Music City MC himself, uh, Donald Jenkins. Um, like Craig said, next week is is an extreme bucket list interview for me. Uh I mean the show, uh we have from from the uh Ty Bentley show, Mr. Ty Bentley himself. And I've been a fan of Ty for a long time. So this should be such an incredible show. So I think with that I think I'm gonna end the episode right here. You've been listening to Three days with Murph. Thank you and goodbye.